Hello and welcome to the Educators Going Global podcast. This episode was recorded on August 6th, 2022. This episode continues on the theme of getting personal, this time on the topic of financial considerations. Our guiding question today is, what else is in it for me? I'm going to start with a going global story related to this. On the early days in Addis Ababa, this is the early 90s, the local currency was not, you couldn't exchange it outside the country. Uh, you could remit through the Ethiopian bank $100 per month if you could prove that you needed it back home for student loans or a mortgage or something like that. So it's kind of crazy. And otherwise, we were paid at two bir to the dollar. But the black market value was eight to one. And so if you tried to exchange it, you know, you were getting one quarter of the value of what you were paid at. So we were kind of paid very, very little, which made travel quite the challenge. So we traveled on a shoestring budget. We used to stay at places that cost $2 a night, $4 a night when we went to Nairobi. And then I remember for Christmas, we splashed out and spent $14 a night in Cairo. And we were so frustrated that it costs so much money. So that's just to give you a little bit of perspective on finances. Oh my, you two were living large in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's jump into the big topic when you think of finances, um, salary, your benefit package. And if you're new to international education, having worked in a public school, you might have heard of the term package. And the, the idea of going overseas, it involves probably more than what you've thought about when you're, you're living uh, in your home country. The first thing is your flights to and from your, your new school, uh, what your housing situation will be, what will be covered, the potential that the school might have housing for you, uh, what will your leave time be, what will your insurance options be, uh, and then there's always the the thought about medical resources and access to them. And there's plenty more. This is one of these topics we'll have a, a show dedicated to. Right. And another piece to keep in mind is the tax situation. In some countries, you pay taxes to the local government and others you don't. Or sometimes there's a, you know, a grace period where you don't pay and then you start paying there's also your tax situation back in your home country. So in the U.S., it's called a foreign exclusion, and you can earn up to $112,000 per person in a household without having to pay U.S. taxes. So for years, my husband and I have not paid any U.S. taxes, which is sweet. Uh, the Canadian situation is quite different where they look at each uh, person's income, uh, each person's situation depending whether you are uh, vested in the country or not. So if you have local holdings such as investments, housing, car, and so on, then you are considered to be someone who pays entire Canadian taxes and then benefits from, you know, for example, the health system, or you're completely out. And I was completely cut off after a couple of years overseas because I had no investment. So I stopped paying. I even stopped filing Canadian taxes. So it's just a very different situation. And one of the things to note if you're a U.S. citizen is that exemption is on your income from your overseas job. It won't apply to your uh, stock, uh, bond, interest, dividends, things like that. And maybe you're thinking, okay, this is sounding pretty complicated. 
Well, this is one case where it's really helpful to hire an international accountant, or maybe your accountant in your home country has experience with this. It's really worth it. And I, I think, Audrey, you have something more to add on that one, to get an international tax specialist. Yeah. So we hired a woman um, back in 2003, and she has been preparing our taxes ever since. And she just knows all the ins and outs. And, you know, people might think, oh, but it costs money to hire someone to do your taxes. Sure. But she saved us far more money than the amount that we had to pay her. So well worth it, in my opinion. Definitely. So we're going to have an international tax specialist on one of our future episodes. So be ready for that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Another factor, financially speaking, is the moving costs. How much does the school pay? You know, some schools will pay the entire, they'll give you a a certain amount of money for your shipping costs. And I've been given $12,000 for shipping in the past. And then in other jobs, you get absolutely nothing. So then you basically bring nothing with you. So it varies widely across the board. And if you're looking at, okay, we we have our, our furniture, our cars, uh, other important things in our lives here in our home countries, what are we going to do with that? And if it is the case that you're not able to ship it because it's too expensive or you're saying, you know what, this is our chance to move. We're moving to Asia. We're going to buy Asian furniture, something like that. What's your plan? So that's something to start thinking about. How are you going to handle your personal effects? And one of our Future shows will be on, as you go through the arc of being an international educator, what many people do after a certain number of years is they want a home base in their home country and they'll buy a house, sometimes on a lake or near water or just kind of a a summer place where they will be able to keep their personal effects. Yeah, because those storage containers, they can really, really Mm -hmm. add up over time. I mean, I know people, you probably know the same, people who stored their stuff for 20 years, then they looked at it and said, this is all just junk. Why did we pay all this money all this time? So you really do need to think about it. Another aspect of of financial uh, considerations that you want to take into account is planning your retirement because some schools – almost there are very, very few schools where you would be paying into Social Security as an American. However, most schools do give you some kind of retirement plan. And uh, so they might have something in place like a 403B with TIAA or, you know, some other setup where they, they may be helping you to contribute. But by and large, it's up to the individual teacher to plan for their retirement when you teach overseas. One of the big topics uh, financially and very personally is what type of medical care you'll get. And you get the full spectrum from amazing uh, there locally in your host country or definitely not that you just you don't get that kind of coverage. And we'll talk more about this in a moment. Right. And, you know, health insurance is another piece that comes in with that. Do you have good coverage in the country, but also uh, when you when you go on break, so if you go on vacation somewhere, how covered are you? And in your summer break back at your home country, how well are you covered? And David, you had a story about a recent experience. Yes, kind of a uh, definitely going global story. My last school, very good school, maybe not at the very top, but they had a Rolls Royce version of medical care. And so I'm coming back to the U.S., 
where I've got a high deductible um, and there no deductible and just everything was covered. And it was wonderful that I could use it traveling to different countries on holidays and when I was back in the U.S. I bet you missed that. I do miss that. So going a little further on unpacking dental, medical, prescription cost, uh, we, we will have uh, another show on that one to un- unpack this topic. One of the, the things that I found very interesting is that in some of the host countries that the cost for medical uh, procedures and going to the dentist can be much less expensive than coming back to the U.S. Uh, in fact, I was just back in uh, Southeast Asia where I made my appointments ahead of time to, to see the dentist instead of doing it here. Uh, and the same can be for uh, medical procedures, uh, electives, much cheaper. Your insurance covers it more in that foreign country than coming back to your host country. I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm looking at I had been quoted in the U.S. $10,000 for dental that I needed, and I had it done instead in my host country, and it was closer to $2,000. It's just crazy. Yeah. So another uh, factor to consider is does the school cover housing? Some schools do. Some schools don't. Uh, Utilities, perhaps, or not. And you know, as I said earlier, they may or may not help you figure it out. So there, that's another consideration. Uh, and finally, will you buy a car or a scooter or use public transportation? How are you going to get to and from school? How are you going to get around? So these are other factors to consider and, to, and, you know, questions to ask when you get to the interview level. So please note, as always, that we're covering on the top level of these topics. Um, So we're not going into great detail. Our thought is to list them out uh, for you here and then to circle back to them later on, along with subject matter experts as our guests. They will be able to get into the specifics with, with much more depth. Please also visit our website at www.educatorsgoingglobal.com to access our other episodes and to use our growing resource list. Thanks for joining us on Educators Going Global. Remember that finances, while important, are just one of several criteria in finding a school that's a great match for you. Thank you for joining us today on Educators Going Global. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other usual suspects. Please subscribe, like us, and leave a review on Apple and Spotify, and let your teaching friends know about us so we can grow our community. Please reach out at educatorsgoingglobal at gmail.com and join our Facebook group, Educators Going Global, if you have ideas, comments, or wish to share a Going Global story of your own. You can also find us on Instagram at Educators Going Global. Please visit our website as well, www.educatorsgoingglobal.com. All our podcast episodes are on there by topic, along with blog posts, Going Global stories, and our ever-growing resource library. For now, this is Audrey. And David. Inviting you to travel teach, and connect with us.